0: You are listening to You Heard It Here Second.
1: Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or DerekAndSteve.com. Subscribe and follow today. Uh, The only bad news is now that I have to watch a Tampa Bay football team lose every single Sunday (laughs) without interruption until the end of time.
0: Derek and Steve present... I don't think it's a problem with the rule
1: because, because also field goals are dumb, like we just said. My question for you, Derek, because I don't care what you had for dinner, is which fruit can you throw the farthest?
0: Throw out blueberry and grape. Those are are ridiculous (laughs) suggestions.
1: You you don't think a, a grape? You heard it here second.
0: Hello and welcome to episode number 147 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside
1: Steve. Steve, how is quarantined life treating you? You heard it here, second quarantine edition. <laughs> uh, quarantine life is good. Uh, I am quarantined at Stetson with Kelsey. She's in go. the background. Um, things are good. We are. Uh, I was on spring break this past week, so it stunk not to be able to like go out and do certain things. But my life didn't really change. Like I woke up right. really late did whatever I wanted to do, didn't worry about the school I had, schoolwork I had to do. Today was the first day where online classes started. And I'm like, okay, everything's going to change starting right now. So I'm not super pumped about it, Derek. (laughs) It doesn't Um, sound that fun, honestly. (laughs) How's your quarantine going?
0: Uh, Quarantine is, uh, it's going all right. Um, It's, uh, for me, you know, I I was mentioning off air, I I am fortunate, I'll say, which is kind of funny for us to be talking in these terms because we've, you know, you're used to just like complaining about working, right? That's what you do as like a, as a 20 something, you complain about work. yeah. Um, But I'm fortunate to be able to continue working remotely. In fact, uh, for me, uh, my team actually, I think I've mentioned this to you before, we've at work, my team's like about, you know, like 18 or so people on our team. And on a given day, there's probably five or six people remote anyway. Like that's been the case for two years. Hmm. Um, and so we're actually very equipped. Like every, every meeting we have is a video meeting anyway because people are remote. And so the days actually don't feel different for me working wise uh, as far as like while I'm working. Uh, the weird part is like not getting up and going to work and then not coming home from work. You're kind of just sitting here the whole day. And then when the day's over, you're like, all right, I guess I'll move three feet yeah. over there to the couch and watch Netflix. Um, and it leads to that dangerous, like you, you have to be careful about your kind of work life balance, you know? Cause like you don't really have an end to the day unless you enforce it yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, so it's definitely odd. It's, it's strange. And now more and more, I mean, I, I've of course been trying to do my part and, you know, staying inside unless I have to go out and now pretty soon though, that'll be enforced, uh, more strictly and that you really can't go to places cause nothing will be open, uh, except for the essentials. So, uh, definitely different. Um, but trying to hang in there as best we can, uh, and just get through this. So, um, yeah, how are you finding the remote, the remote technologies?
1: Um, good. So Uh, we were talking about this a bit before the podcast. I hadn't had to do this for at least a year and a half because I've been in school and just go to class, come home. Most people in the work environment now are used to like either Microsoft Teams or or Blackboard Connect or Zoom or Skype, however they do their remote work. So I'm using a few different technologies to talk to people right now and Microsoft Teams is my Mm. favorite. Yeah, Teams is good. Teams is good. Um, Other than that, it's it's pretty good. Like, I w- the first thought that I had when I took my first online class this morning, and the teacher put up PowerPoints and we voted in polls, and she called people out, and the video popped up when you talked, was that I think and I hope that Americans get much more comfortable with the work from home concept after all of this, uh, because it feels like most work can be done from home, and not that you need to work from home, but I feel like there's like a negative Have stigma to it sometimes. Yeah. Um, so that's my hope. Uh, I mean, I, I won't be in the workforce for another year and a half, but, um, you've been working from home for quite a bit. So what do you think?
0: Yeah. Well, well, you know, I haven't done work from home on a, uh, regular basis. So that's the difference for me is like it being an everyday thing. I have worked from home for days, you know, select days here and there. And like I said, I've worked at the office with people who are remote, you know? So, but I think, um, it is, actually so our I'm in the learning services department of my company right where I'm in the online learning team so like we've received plenty of jokes like <laughs> this is your time to shine um <laughs> but but uh, but really what, what my team's doing is not really changing very much because we' we were built we build like uh, static uh, learning content not not live interactive training it's like videos and courses that you take but not instructor led you know uh, we have a group that's a classroom group that they actually this week are running their first remote training cause they've never really done a fully remote training cause they always have people in the classroom, uh, at our office. And so it's really interesting. Like they, that, you know, uh, w- the, the actual trainer teaching the class this week went to our office today by himself. Um, he was the only one in the room and everybody else was, was producing and supporting the training virtually cause you kind of needed one person in the room to use the light board, the uh, whiteboard and the equipment that is all there, uh, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's just interesting adjusting to it and, and seeing how the world adapts to that. And I think you're right. Like, I think a lot of stuff can be done remotely and it's, and it's interesting to see how people will pick it up. And you're, I mean, you're seeing, you know, stocks for these like, uh, video conferencing technologies all, yeah. all kind of shoot up while everything else is shooting down. It's a really interesting time for that industry. Um, and you're experiencing it firsthand as a student. So it's, it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, my thing is it's interesting about ever I feel like this is going to change the way humans do stuff. This is a, this is a global thing that's happening right now. So like how we get food and how we treat certain workers should change. Mm -hmm. And like now, now parents are like, Oh, they're homeschooling their kids. Wow. This is harder than I thought. (laughs) Uh, Like just it's making everybody adapt. Every single person has to adapt and I think there's could be some real change. I mean, we're still we're what a week and a half, two weeks into an actual quarantine. Yeah. So
0: and, and who knows how long this will last? But I right. I think uh, not just from the technology standpoint. I think you're right from from a number of standpoints. I, I was watching. Uh, I think it was on one of the news channels. I was watching some guy who was getting interviewed, and um, he was making the comparison to like his grandmother who like lived through the Great Depression, right? And, uh, and he was saying that for like his whole life, his grandmother was always like so insanely stingy about spending money and like he, he could never understand it. And his mom kept saying like, like literally those are habits that she developed in the great depression. And like, she, like, that's just the way she is because of that time that was so impactful on our life. Right. And like, I think from that standpoint, this, this time is going to impact us greatly. Like you're like, you're not going to like when you're not going to just go naturally shake people's hand by the time this is done. Like, yeah. it's little, it's little things like that that are going to change. And I think, uh, across technology obviously is a big one across the way you get food and like all this other stuff, of course, but tons of little things. I think it's, it's going to change yeah. a lot. So it's habits, really interesting.
1: Habits are forming Derek. I, they are. There's, there's no breakfast, lunch or dinner anymore. I no, eat it's any, all just one. <laughs> I eat anything at any time. <laughs> yeah. Ice cream at 10 AM. Sure. Yeah. I have like a cereal at for breakfast, lunch, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, it, it it is wild. It is wild. But the podcast
1: and survives. The podcast, the podcast is one of the most
0: quarantine proof things we can do. So we literally are doing nothing differently with regards to this
1: podcast. The people need us now more than ever, Derek. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. So uh, that's your quarantine update. Um, I think anything else you want to add on the quarantine? Otherwise, you can go into a couple of shout outs that you no, have. No, I in just the want to shout out,
1: uh, yeah, a few shout outs before we move on. Shout out uh, Brian, Allen and Corey Roberts. They said they'd be listening. We golfed with them this week. Nice, uh, had a great time. Also, shout out Will and Hannah on an amazing wedding. Um, they got married a few weeks ago. It Was a wonderful time. Beautiful couple. Beautiful ceremony. Had so much fun. Love you both. Shout out.
0: Love it. Love it. Congrats to Will and Hannah. Got that in just in time. Never know if that was a month later if they would have been able to have it. So right. Um, right. Great to great to hear that and and congrats to the two of them. Um. So I think that's it. Anything else in the open drive? Otherwise, we'll go into sports. Sound Let's good? Let's go into sports. Sports time. Monster Jam. All right, so sports. Um, I will lay the groundwork for what's happened here, and then I will let you take it away for a few moments. Okay.
1: Should we say goodbye to sports? Should we say uh, a? <laughs> yeah. Actually, first, off. would
0: you like to? Would you like to say goodbye to sports? sports a, moment don't ag- a moment of silence. A moment of silence for sports. Let's observe a moment of silence for sports. All right, there you go. There's a moment of silence for sports, Goodbye, which no sports. longer exist, unfortunately. You will be missed. So uh, I miss sports. I will miss sports for the rest of my life, but they were good while they lasted. So yeah, they um, were. So there are no sports. So everything that we're about to talk about is irrelevant because it, sports do not exist anymore. Right. However, um, if you were to script up like the worst way that 2020 could go for a Boston sports fan, yeah, then here's probably how it would go. Tell and, us, and like Derek. this, this is like literally not hyperbole. This is probably how it would go. <laughs> so, yeah. So first, first, the Red Sox are going to decide that they no longer like to pay players, which is what they've always done. And they're going to trade Mookie Betts to the Los Angeles Dodgers, who is like your, your second, probably biggest rival besides the New York Yankees. And they'll, they'll just give them David Price too, while they're at it, you know? So just take that. And then a little bit later, they're going to, they're going to have Chris Sale get Tommy John surgery now instead of right. when his elbow was falling off 2 years ago. So that's going to start and then then the the Celtics and the Bruins are just both going to be canceled. Like so <laughs> if you're having fun done. with that, if you're having fun with that, like cancel that, okay.
1: Taco fall done.
0: Then <laughs> no, no more Taco fall. Then then they're going to they're going to they're basically going to point a finger right at Boston and they're going to be like, "Hey, you guys, you're not having the St. Patrick's Day parade. That's over. Yeah. Okay? No St. Patrick's Day parade for you. And then on St. Patrick's Day, Tom Brady is going to leave the Patriots yes. and say, I'm done. I'm done Goodbye. with the Patriots. And that Bye, leads Tom. us to the big news, the only news in the NFL. Well, not the only news, I guess. But the only the biggest news in, news in the world. The NFL, Let's be honest. In the world, which is that Tom Brady... <laughs> Out of nowhere, because this came up like two days before he made his decision. It was right? all Chargers. It was all Chargers, 49ers, Titans, uh, Rams. Even, it was all these teams.
1: But the, we we podcasted two weeks ago and didn't even mention
0: Tommy. Not even, it was not even a remote possibility. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> it was not, like you could have named eight teams that he might have been going to. Most of them already having good quarterbacks on their team, but people still said those were the teams he was going to go to. Yes. Uh, like the Saints. Remember the Saints... Rumors. It was like, oh, he's yeah. gonna go to the Saints. Like, well, Drew Brees hasn't even retired yet. Yeah. So he goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa um, Bay,
1: baby. Tampa. And so, and so,
0: Steve, you can now, which Bay. this should be a relief. This should be a relief for you, Steve. You can finally let off your chest the secret that you've been holding for the last nineteen years, I which is that you've always love loved Tom Brady. Tom
1: Brady. I've always loved Tom Brady. <laughs> I always have loved him. <laughs> I love Tom Brady. I love everything about him. I think kissing your your kids on the mouth is tight. Uggs are stylish and cool. Uh, I love his family. His wife's so cool and down to earth. So oh my cool. God, on that I earth. love everything yeah. about him. I cannot wait for him to be my pirate king. Oh.
0: <laughs> so uh, obviously, super exciting time for the Bucks. Uh, I mean, I mean, so actually. You know, you're the only Bucks fan I've talked to. I'm going to let you speak for Bucks fans here. I this mean, is for all
1: Bucks fans. The, the,
0: the, this is universal excitement, right? This is like, universe. Okay. This is
1: hands down like life changing stuff. <laughs> People don't understand how bad the Bucks have been, and like we're lucky that other teams have been just a tad worse and a tad more unpopular. Like well, the lucky and unlucky. Right. Because sometimes
0: that'll spark you to kind of get better, you know?
1: Sometimes. Uh, but the Browns and the Lions and these teams that are like basement dwellers that people like like to dislike.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't
1: really like to dislike the Bucks. They just kind of fly under the radar, but they've been bad for a long time. Right. All of a sudden, this is not a joke. The Tom Brady effect is real. And it's stupid. I thought it was... <laughs> Honestly, I thought it was fake. I thought like, oh, good things always happen to Boston. It's so like, oh, good things always... No. Good things happen to Tom Brady. Good <laughs> things happen when he's on your team. He he joined the Bucks immediately. This is not a joke. Immediately. A team that hasn't won a playoff game since 2002. Derek, how many years is that?
0: That's 18 years.
1: 18 years this team hasn't won a playoff game they haven't been to the playoffs since 2008. How many years is that, Derek?
0: That is 12 years.
1: 12 years without a playoff appearance. And all ESPN can say is how good the Bucs are, how good their weapons are, how good their <laughs> tight ends are. Oh, they've got a bad O-line, but they've got 14th pick in the draft. They can draft an O-lineman. Now Adam Schefter's saying, Hey, I think all the other free agents are calling the Bucks, and they want to get there. So now we've got all these good players knocking at our door. Yep. Also, I don't know if it's coincidence, probably not, only person confirmed in the NFL with coronavirus, Sean Payton, head coach of the rival <laughs> New Orleans Saints.
0: Definitely not a coincidence. Not that, a coincidence. That is that is definitely related.
1: Also, this weekend I shot a 94 on the golf course and then a 93 in back-to-back games, back-to-back rounds, new personal records for both. I don't think that's, that's a coincidence either. It's not a
0: coincidence at all. It's not a coincidence at all. Now you understand.
1: Here's another <laughs> you, fun fact. When the jerseys come out, we're getting new jerseys this year. They're probably not going to be great, but people are going to love them.
0: Oh, everyone's going to get them. They're going to love in fact, them. In fact, I just as a quick note there, I really think that they should have tried to ex- expedite that schedule to get them out when he signed. Like... I mean, because then, then you'd be able to like, you would have sold a gazillion of them the day he signed. I think we're still going to sell. I think a you gazillion. still will. I think you still will. But um, I'm just saying that would have been a good double marketing moment.
1: But, but regardless, yeah, it's Pe- it's crazy. People now respect the Bucks, and like, I get it. Tom Brady's yeah. the best quarterback of all time. But the things that are coming with him are dumb. It's like now I get how the machine works. You know, now I see you will why fans of teams are always fans of like good teams. I just weird to be in the yeah. mix.
0: So all of what you said being dumb, like a lot of that stuff is dumb and, and it's dumb that it gets brought to attention. Like why did Tom Brady have to go there for people to recognize like the bucks have a great set of receiving weapons, right? Like, like that, that has nothing to do with Tom Brady. <laughs> like, like they, the bucks have two really good receivers and two really good tight ends. Like that's, right. that's pretty, no, that's pretty remarkable as far as like a thing to talk about when you're talking about the NFL. So that part of it is dumb. I think that um, what you're gonna find, and so I, I think that this is um, something that so many people are unable to understand and kind of like comprehend when it comes to pro sports. I feel like people always want to treat sports like it's a video game, right? Like, of course, you get the bet, you get player X because they're the best player. You get player Y because he's better than player X, right? Yeah, and what you're quickly going to find is that there is like an immeasurable number of things that happen that you don't see <laughs> that, that impact how your team ends up being on the field. You know what I mean? And so I think that your culture is going to immediately change and it's not going to, again,
1: primetime games. Oh, it's
0: amazing. Get, yep. But like, but, but even as all the way down to like how you, how you practice and how, and like the things that you do in preparation and like, it just, it it, it seems dumb, but like, they're gonna like your your team is just basically gonna start operating like the Patriots now. Like that's that's what's gonna happen, you know. I
1: can't wait.
0: And so, um, now all that said, like I I'm extremely interested to see how this goes because because what is also true is that is that Brady's forty two year old season was by far his worst in a long time, right? And so people are we don't know like whether that was him or whether that was his surroundings. And I, I'm really interested to find out because his weapons are much better in Tampa. They're like he's got he's going to have four good weapons to get the ball to a good running back is probably a comparable situation to what he had in New England. But mm-hmm. um, his receivers and tight ends are, are way better in, in Tampa. So it'll be interesting. I like I, I think I, I expect that. Like there were some memes like suggesting like like the one that you sent But yeah. <laughs> like uh, th- uh if you weren't with us when we went seven and nine don't be with us when we go eight and eight. You're right. Um, I certainly think it's possible that the Bucks could go like eight and eight or nine and seven, but uh, it's more I would, than possible. I would I would bet on the Bucks winning eleven or twelve games. I I think oh that my God, Derek, don't uh, say it. I'm just I, look. I, I think that he. I don't think that that he's done, and I think that he's going to be supremely supremely motivated to prove that. Um, especially because of the fact that most people can point to the to a boiling over between him and Belichick as the reason that he left. You know what I mean? Not not necessarily like a fight or anything, but just like uh he wanted to he wanted to go somewhere else to be able to to finish this out. You know, so I, I think he's gonna be extremely motivated. I think that you're gonna get a good I think you're gonna get a good version of Brady next year. I'll say that.
1: God, I so. can only hope. I've we've suffered a lot and I know like I don't want to be the guy who complains like, oh Cubs fans, they waited a hundred years for a title or whatever. But it's hard to be a diehard yeah. sports fan of a consistently bad team. Not even just like a team that like hasn't been good in a while. Like they've been bad <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. And all of my teams have been bad for a long time. The Eagles, the uh, the Boston College Eagles, BC Eagles, Tampa yeah. Rays are finally getting a little better. Yeah. Uh, the Box, Lightning have been good. Lightning but have they've... been finally been good. Haven't won it. Yeah. Magic have who knows? Yeah. 2008, I think 2007, six was the last time they were in the finals. Anyway, it's a it's a f- breath of fresh air. It's something I didn't expect. It's something no one really expected. No. And I, I cannot wait to root on Tom Brady. I'm going to buy a Tom Brady jersey. And the best part about it is that it's all good feelings. Like there's no... No one is like, oh, management did this, management did that. Oh, you should have traded this, you should have traded that. Oh, should have kept Jameis Winston. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's all yeah. just like, hurry up and welcome him. Like give him all the love, like give him all the love. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) you know, the fan base is rallying behind it, which I, which I is lovely to see
0: what I'm interested. I don't know if you have any insight into this yet. And because I saw one of the like Patriots, uh, one of the Patriots guys that I follow um, had, had said something to the, to along the lines of, um, of the silver lining of this is that the rest of the country is now going to like Tom Brady. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know about that yet. Have, do you have a gauge yet on? So you're a Bucks fan, obviously. You're thrilled about this. Yes. Do you have a gauge yet on whether others are still going to root against Tom Brady, or if they're like, all right, this is cool. I want the Bucks now.
1: So here's my take on that because I also heard that, and I thought it would be an incredible marketing opportunity to make Tom Brady like almost like a bigger-than-life character to like dress him up in pirate gear and like. <laughs> Say like welcome our new pirate king and like have him on the, have him on the like the ship in the stadium, or just to, to not just be like he's our quarterback we're gonna win to be like look yeah. we got him America we got him away from Boston let's celebrate yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like, <laughs> and and make and kind of put the onus on Belichick and the Patriots and the system and craft and say like we got Brady baby yeah keep, he escaped, keep the keep the know?
0: Patriots franchise as the bad guy, and, and make it kind of like you plucked Brady from that. You know? Right,
1: and then he does well, and he's on like a yeah. funky team with new uniforms, with a pirate ship yeah. in their stadium, and like I don't know. I think I think it's possible. It would, be a, it would be. I I do too. I think it would be a lost opportunity. And well, yeah, go ahead. I know we joke about this, but it's really not Brady that of of that Boston system, the Boston dynasty, the 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 New England dynasty. Brady was the least offensive.
0: Oh yeah, That's he, he was, was just yeah.
1: He was the. He's a family guy. He's never done anything that bad. He gets a little dorky and he gets a little nerdy <laughs> and he gets a little overhyped. But he's a consummate professional. He's he's the best yeah. quarterback who's ever played the game, and he, he knows when to be uh, egotistical and not. So right of uh, those yeah. of that grouping, he's the person who I think could could come out of there and be likable, if that makes right. sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's kind of what I was about to say. Was that I think all the while, I, you know, I pretty much always felt that any, any, all the hatred really fueled toward Tom Brady was a proxy to the success really with him, right? right. Like, I think it's not the same with Belichick. Like, people, view Belichick is an asshole to everybody. So, like, right. so, so people people don't like Phil Belichick, like com- combined with the fact that he wins, you know, there are coaches that act like that to people and people think it's funny. And like, they like them for that reason. Right. Like, but, but when you combine the, the success with being that kind of personality, people don't like it. You look at like the Red Sox with like, you know, like with you being a race fan, the Red Sox pay so much money for everybody. And like, so they're obviously a little bit more of a hateable t- franchise from as an outsider. Right. It was never specifically Brady, I think for all the reasons you said. So I am inclined to think that when push comes to shove, I think people will root for him on the Bucks now, I think, um, rather than carrying over their natural tendency to root against him. Um, I tend to think that that's, that's going to be the case, too. So,
1: Oh, my God. So we'll see. And there's, there's been a huge increase in uh, ticket season ticket demands oh, yeah. and prices are up. I just got to be in the stadium when he throws his first touchdown and the cannons go off. And, oh my god. And they say Tom Brady. Yeah. Oh my God.
0: That's gonna be crazy.
1: <laughs> Please don't cancel football season. Please don't yeah, cancel football season. Oh my god. It would be the most bucks thing in the world if, <laughs> if, if football gets canceled or Tom if, Brady if gets cars and retires.
0: <laughs> oh that would that uh, I mean that would that would uh yeah, you better not you need you better uh not speak too soon because that would be that would be the most Bucks thing that could happen. So. I, I
1: honestly feel like I'm living in the darkest timeline where like yeah. it's just a joke. It's like a big joke on Steve's sports teams. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so there you go. Um can I can I drop two quick things? Drop it. First of all, my hot take, which I've tweeted and told you. Oh yeah. Um my hot take is I don't think Tom Brady's gonna wear number twelve with the uh with the Bucks. So Chris Godwin is number 12. Um, I don't know if you also saw this like a remote video interview that Chris Godwin did. I it popped up on my Twitter feed. I don't even know who, t- who retweeted it, but...
1: I heard the quote. Yeah.
0: Um, he basically... He alluded... He basically said like that he's... Ta- he talked to Brady on the phone. Like Brady basically talked about how he was, you know, excited to meet him and stuff and get to working together. And he didn't ask about number 12. And Godwin said that he was going to keep number 12 if Brady doesn't want as long as if he doesn't ask for it. And... So, so Godwin's not actively offering number 12 to Brady. And I have told you, I, so I, this'll, I mean, this will sound dumb, but like this, you I think you're getting a perspective of this now with Tom Brady having joined your team. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I know Tom Brady as a, as a personality, like th- across 20 years, right? Yeah. He is not going to ask a teammate for that number. He's not going to do that. Like, so. The teammate might give it to him and others might be like, hey, Godwin, you gotta give him twelve. And then maybe that's gonna happen. But Brady's not gonna ask for that number actively. I, I would I would bet on it. So
1: I I'm starting to believe. you you told me this take about a week ago, and it was a hot, spicy take. <laughs> but now that I'm reading about him and he's like, the only thing he asked for was yep. all of his teammates' numbers to like introduce <laughs> himself. I'm like, dang, this guy and then Godwin's now, interview Godwin's interview said like I'll keep it if he doesn't ask me. We didn't really talk about it. Makes me think you may be on to something.
0: He wore number ten at Michigan. Um, I think he's gonna wear ten. Uh, so it, it, you know, it kind of turns a new chapter. You know, it's like like he he's he's clearly turning the page, right? Like he's the the, the biggest the biggest thing against that is the is the brand, right? TV twelve is his brand. It's that's yeah. obviously a pretty conflicting thing if he doesn't wear twelve. But um, but but I don't think it really necessarily matters that much. I think it creates more you know just a little different angle on it for him. Um, but, but I will say I'm actually, so my, my final thought on this is that I am nowhere near as like, um, rattled by this as I thought I would be to be perfectly honest. Like this is like the okay scenario for me that he went to the right, box. Like, 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 I'm like, like, no welcome, one hates Derek. the bucks. The water's like, fine. But like, it would have like, if he had gone to a rival team, if he had gone to the saints, like even is not even a rival, but just like, I don't know, just like, just going to the Bucks, I'm like, all right. Like, I mean, you know, this was going to end at some point. Like, it ended Share poorly last season. Like, last playoffs was poor ending for the Patriots. Do I want another poor ending? Or just, like, let him go, like, finish his career in Tampa? The Patriots are going to have to move on at some point. Like, start with a new young quarterback. It's going to be a new era. I'm not that rattled by this. I think it's actually yeah. kinda, it's going to be interesting to, to watch it next to your, year.
1: He went to your second favorite team.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and, and really, just like, you know, it, it just... He's forty-three years old. He's gonna be forty-three years old this year. Like he was, he has been in in New England since he was twenty-one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I, I don't feel like I, I, I that anything was left in the tank that Tom Brady didn't give this team. You know what I mean? So I, I, I'm not that upset about it. I, I think he's earned the chance to go have some fun somewhere else, and and I think it'll be exciting to watch him. So
1: if it's Bucks Pats, who you rooting for?
0: Oh, I'm st- I'm obviously still rooting for the Pats. If it's Bucks, you're Pats. an
1: idiot. <laughs> root for the bus.
0: um but uh the other thing I, the last point uh that i kind of was chuckling to myself um because I just i understand it but i'm ch- i was laughing to myself as you said it cuz you mentioned that story which i also saw about how the first, the only thing he asked for was his teammate's numbers uh phone numbers yeah um be honest, what would your reaction have been if you read an article about from a Patriots reporter that was like Tom Brady only wanted his teammates' phone numbers, like he didn't want anything else. He didn't want to know who the receivers were, he just wanted to meet his teammates. Like what would your reaction have been?
1: I would have said, "Wow, Tom Brady, what a guy. I love him. Can't fair, wait to have fair. him on any team cuz he's very the fair. man. I've always loved him." <laughs> You're not gonna get me to say bad things about Tom Brady, Derek. Nice try. That's good that's good. Uh, hey, I'm I'm glad about that. <laughs> right. I'm a true fan.
0: So uh so there you go. Brady on the Bucks. We'll have much more on that if uh football ever exists again. Hopefully it does. Um I would. and uh knock on some wood. And uh that's that for football. Uh last point, I'm not even probably gonna have you answer it because I just wanna mention like we'll both throw up. We'll we'll turn yep. our mics off and we'll go bar from the corner. I'll make um, a barf noise. Boston College is keeping Jim Christian as its basketball coach. Um, Steve, you want to tell him what Jim Christian's record is in his career?
1: Jim Christian's Boston College ACC record is 25 and 85. 25 and You did you say 85? 85 losses to 25 wins.
0: So like 60 more losses than wins?
1: 60 more losses than wins. Okay, interesting. He's closing in on the 20 like almost a quarter of his games in the ACC are wins, and seventy five percent are almost losses.
0: He's actually—I think—I would have to do a number check, but he might be better at losing than Tom Brady is at winning.
1: Wow, he might be.
0: I'll have to do anyway, a numbers he's check terrible, on that. Terrible, and we so there resigned you go. him, and we and we we kept him. Well, not resigned him, but didn't fire him. So,
1: whatever. All right,
0: so that's it for sports, ending on a bad note, but the rest of it was good for Steve. So, uh, brings it. us into half number two, which is pop culture. all righty so pop culture uh we got a couple topics here uh we'll start with the one that you're going to continue to fill us in on that i have uh i take full blame for this i have not watched yet i said i was going to watch it i didn't um but i will watch it so why don't you tell us about the outsider
1: you know what i'm happy about derek that I finally get to stop talking about The Outsider on this show. Oh, because okay. I bring it up every single <laughs> podcast, and I'm like, "You should watch it. It's really good." And you're like, "Oh yeah, definitely." I always forget that HBO exists. That's you know, that's my answer again. It. Oh yeah, I forget that HBO exists. I always just forget.
0: That is my answer again today. So,
1: so I, it's over. I finished it. I watched the season finale, and I can still recommend it. It's a good show, The Outsider. HBO. It's spooky. It's scary. It's supernatural. The last episode is a uh, wild ride. It's a roller coaster. the 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 first twenty minutes of the last episode are like I, I did not see coming, and they were wow. they were powerful. Eighty seven percent Steve Nicholas avocados. I'm That's not gonna good. Do too much. Yeah, I'm not going to do too much um, review because it's now that the whole picture is put together, and I know the ending. I don't want to give anything away. I just want to right, say it's a right. good, spooky, scary show on HBO. So it's well done, well acted, and the ending leaves you satisfied. Not okay, it's nice. not the best, but is, it's good.
0: Is it over, over, or is there the potential of another season?
1: Um, they kind of. I thought it was over, over, like completely over. I was like, wow, what a good ending! And then they did like a little spoof at the end, where like, hmm. oh, like. But it was like an open door ending. But I still thought it was over. And then right. I got a text from someone who's like, oh, do you think they're going to do a sequel because of that little extra thing? And I was huh. like, oh, I guess maybe. Like, maybe so, is yeah, my po- answer. Maybe, but yeah. Doubtful. Okay. Doubtful. Okay.
0: Good yeah.
1: to know. 87% Steve Nicholas avocados. I'm going to certify a guac. Wow. to do it. Yeah. All right. The Outsider. I feel like it's I been a while
0: it. since we've had some certified guac in here. So
1: Especially TV. It's
0: yeah, right. Yeah. Right, right. It's true. So there you go. The Outsider. And yeah, go ahead.
1: And we're all quarantined. What better? What exactly. better well, that's, than a certified yeah. guac recommendation?
0: Yeah, you, that's a very timely certified guac recommendation. Because restaurants are going to be closed down too. People can't even go get regular guac, let alone certified guac. Jeez. So they got plenty of time and now they have a certified guac recommendation. Uh, I'm watch, here for you.
1: So. I'm here for you, people. <laughs>
0: um, so that's The Outsider. Um, in not really very at all related news, um, Gal Gadot had a bad idea this week. Great!
1: Um, it was such a bad idea.
0: <laughs> um, so we both love Gal Gadot. Um, yeah, it's like she's, she's she's cool, funny, great actress. Like seems nice. Like we like her. This was okay. a bad idea. Um, do you want to tell yeah. him what she did?
1: I want you to tell him because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> so it's hard for me to do it without laughing.
0: So I saw this video and like Gal Gadot's talking to her camera. And like, she's talking into the camera. It was like an Instagram video maybe or something or a tweet. I don't know. And, uh, and I just thought she was like, you know, giving a message about this whole pandemic and like encouraging and staying safe and like, you know, wishing well to people. And she was in the beginning. That's what the first like 30 seconds of the video was. And then it got to the part that was trimmed from the beginning and shared virally which i felt duped that when it got to that part because i was like oh no it's this i thought i was oh. watching something else <laughs> so it's a bunch of uh rich and famous celebrities singing john lennon's imagine song like a ver- like a sentence at a time like passing yeah. off to each other um and it's in, like in like
1: terrible selfie mode
0: and like terrible selfie mode for all of them it's they're like super singers, cheesy they're bad. like trying to be like f- they're trying to like it, they're they're trying to like strike poses kind of or like be like I'm on camera singing this, you know. Um and it's just like it's it's tough. It's tough to watch.
1: I wrote cringy. It's cringy is a good like, is a good descriptor. Ugh. How about this? Um, Global pandemic quarantine. People are stuck at home and the celebrities decide to sing, the the millionaires decide to sing. Imagine a world with no possessions. And you're like yeah. you're like, go to hell. Yeah. Imagine you all the possessions, like all you, you people. You don't imagine. Want to imagine a, yeah.
0: You know what? Imagine if you had nothing, people. Imagine. Yeah. How about that? How about that? Imagine yeah. if you didn't have anything. Now be happy with what you have.
1: Okay. Oh, like, oh my God. Very so toned that was, down. That's tough.
0: Very, very, very much so. Um, so not great. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I saw someone else, someone else tweeted, uh, someone who, who's obviously like, a. uh, What's the younger generation than millennials? I always forget. Is Z. that Gen X? Z Z Z Gen Z. I think. Um, yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Someone a, presumably a Gen Z person tweeted, uh, "Whoever wrote this Imagine song should be shot." And <laughs> uh, and so, someone someone retweeted that and said, "I have fantastic news for you."
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So that was that nice. was that was a good little that, dose of comedy yeah. there. But yeah. Taking the internet by storm and uh, not in the best way. Although I feel like it wasn't universally poorly received. Like, I don't know. Did you mm-hmm. find that? Like, I felt like some people were liking it and stuff. I don't know. Like, I get most as opposed of my, to criticizing
1: it. I get most of my news from Twitter, and if it's on Twitter, people hate it. So, okay. Okay. They hated it from my from my perspective.
0: Yeah, I think I think I might have just been because like I might have first seen it by like a few like. Uh, getting it get, showed up because people liked it versus like retweeted and commented it. I don't know. Either way, uh not great. Not great. Not the best idea she's had. I think that like um for instance like starring in Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 2 were were better ideas than this.
1: Definitely a little so, better than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um so there's there's the, the bad idea she had. Um and third, we have uh one more segment that I think you're going to take.
1: I will take it and we have a cozy Book Corner. Okay, so I know a lot of you are cooped up and you're looking for media, you're looking for entertainment. I gave you a TV recommendation. Uh, And now we're going to talk books, because people are hoarding books. Apparently, the wait on Amazon to get a book is like months. Wow. Yeah. So, my review is The Goldfinch. Recent movie. Movie just came out. It's a very popular book by Donna Tartt. Um, Very good writer. I hated this book. (laughs) This book was so bad. And, like, I don't say that lightly. And I know... I'm going to get flack for this because it's a popular book and a lot of people like it. I can see why people like it. Don't get me wrong. It's like one of those, it's a very um, uh, ambitious book. It spans right, right. from a, someone's childhood and a tragedy all the way to like his late 20s, early 30s and another tragedy basically. So it spans his entire life up until his like mid 30s. So it's a, it's a wide, wide variety of topics. You end up feeling for this guy. His name's Theo. You love him. You want him to do well. But my God, he's so depressing. Oh my God. Of course he goes through a terrible experience. And I'll just say it because it's the... Should I say it? It may be even on the back cover. Sure. I'm not going to say it. Okay. I'm not going to say it. But anyway, <laughs> he goes through a, a terrible tragedy in the first 20, 20 pages of the book. And then there were the last... 900 pages are just this Pure self pity and self Destruction and like drugs And sadness and And uh, embezzlement and drugs And crime and like but he's like a good Guy he's just like okay he's just like Flustered he just like had a bad experience Um so I just could not connect with With Theo Decker The writing is And not good I didn't love it (laughs) Uh, it's just so overly flowery. I said, like, Theo Decker will be walking down a street in New York to, like, go to his girlfriend's house. Instead of just skipping the walk, she'll describe what he saw, like, this Indian restaurant on the corner that had stuff flow, like, the smell flowing from it and the people and the dog outside on a leash. Oh, and then he passes a park bench where him and his mother once sat when they were young and he talked about, oh, and then he finally got to his girlfriend's and nothing happens at the girlfriend. Like, nothing happens this entire book. Nothing happens. So I I don't like this book. Um, so glowing re- review. What, yeah, sorry. What my recommendation <laughs> is, here's my recommendation. Read The Secret History by Donna Tart. Donna Tartt wrote another book that is one of my all-time favorites. It's a five-star certified guac book called The Secret History. Do not read The Goldfinch. You may okay. like The Goldfinch, you may not but you will like the secret history. So the goldfinch gets 38% Steve Nicholas avocados. I just finished it and I I couldn't be happier that I'm done with it. (laughs) The secret history is a good book. Read the secret history. All right. That's your cozy book corner. All right. So
0: that, that was a good twist at the end, getting an actual, getting a good recommendation after that. Um, uh, so I'll be honest. That sounded like a, like a one percent <laughs> based on the just right. on your review. So thirty eight was I got I got rolling.
1: I got rolling. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, we might have to have to clip yeah. that one out. The thing nah. is,
1: like, uh, <laughs> let me let me do a tiny bit of backtracking. I didn't hate this book. I didn't like it. I didn't like reading it. To hate a book means like you hate the concept, you hate the the people in it. Mm-hmm. Like there are books that I was like I was like this should have been written. It's so. Ter- like everything about it is terrible. That's not this. It's just right, okay. not enjoyable. Okay. It was just excruciatingly boring and I couldn't get into it and I disliked the characters but gotcha. I can see it, I didn't like want to burn it when I was done. Right. It, just, it wasn't for you. It <laughs> wasn't, for, you. Or <laughs> wasn't probably, for me.
0: And you don't think it'll be for many people.
1: <laughs> uh, no it won't be for you either. Okay. <laughs> you should read The Secret History though. You Secret will like History. The Secret History.
0: Okay nice. Yes. Mark that one down. Except that I'm gonna to have to wait four months for Amazon to give it to me.
1: You don't so. read books anymore, anyway. <laughs> I
0: know,
1: I know. You like read one book. You're like, I'm getting back into reading.
0: <laughs> yep, that was me. That was me.
1: And you read one book.
0: One book, and then I, the, and the, then the road, the road was closed, and I uh, couldn't continue.
1: You couldn't finish so. the road.
0: <laughs> it's uh, like I, sh- I should, I should just give up and move on to a new one, but
1: the road is um, like four. It's probably like. three. 250 pages and all dialogue. (laughs) So there's.
0: (laughs) Yep. So that does it for Cozy Book Corner. Uh, Read the secret history instead of the goldfinch. So uh, that moves us into the final drive. You want to go first or you want to go second?
1: i want to go second, Derek.
0: Second. All right. I'll go first. Um, a quick Netflix show uh, recommendation. So I recently watched... I, I'm not fully through the season, but I'm uh, one episode away. Uh, the Messiah on Netflix. It was recommended to me by someone else. Just like The Outsider was recommended to me, but I f- keep forgetting about The Outsider. Um, I will watch it. Uh, I promise. So uh, The Messiah is on Netflix, sure. and uh, the concept is pretty interesting. It's basically this... This guy essentially shows up, who is like, you know, kind of appearing to be the Messiah. Like, he seems to have godlike uh, abilities, but this the show is not set in a in a any type of a futuristic or like kind of uh, fantasy setting. Like, this is a very realistic setting, and he has godlike abilities. Like, he can he can like you know walk on water and like do stuff like that. And so there's this. It's basically this. Um, he's leading a bunch of refugees to the border of Syria and uh, Iran. And basically it creates this crisis of like, there's a, there's, he's creating a refugee crisis at the border because people are just following him because they think that he's the Messiah. And so there's this really interesting battle throughout this whole series or the whole season between it's sort of like an old school, like church state kind of ideological split where like the CIA is trying to like figure out what this guy's up to and like what he's planning. And then there's all the other people that are like, this guy is the messiah. Like, like I believe in this guy, and so it's uh, it's really interesting. And in that like you have these, and the story is told from both sides, kind of, and then until they actually converge. So you have like the CIA who's like trying to figure out what's going on, and then you have the people that are worshiping him, that are like following him and like kind of and believing in him and have faith in him. So it's it's very weird and interesting. Um, but I've I found it to be good. It's one of those shows that you, um. It's not like uh, it's not like full fledged action, but kind of time goes by quickly when you're watching it. Um, so I would recommend giving it a shot if you're looking for one during these quarantine times. Uh, Netflix is uh, it's probably advertising it because I think it's fairly new. Um, so there you go, the Messiah. I would I'm not gonna rate it yet because I haven't finished the last uh, two episodes. I think um, I'll come back and give it a rating later. But overall, I'd say it's worth checking out and worth giving a try. So the Have Messiah on Netflix.
1: The Messiah. Have you looked up the Rotten Tomatoes?
0: I haven't. Let me do that uh, real Could, quick. No, no. Well, Could
1: you get? See if you can guess. Oh, I got oh, f- oh, you looked it up.
0: Um, yeah.
1: Audience and tomato.
0: Audience and tomato. Hmm. 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 Um, if I had to guess, I would probably think the audience would be somewhere around like, like eighty maybe, and the tomato like, like fifty-five.
1: You're you're in the right ballpark. What is tomato it? Tomato meter forty-four percent. Ooh. Audience score eighty-nine percent.
0: Wow. Okay. There, there you go. And see. And those are Big the shows, butt. I gravitate towards shows like that, that. Because I'm like, these critics all hate it, but the people love it. So I'm going to watch that show. <laughs> because yeah. because yeah. that's just like a show that I would like. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so,
1: right up your alley.
0: Yeah. So just there you go, The fun. Messiah. I think it's uh w- worth a watch, I'll say.
1: Uh, well, my final drive, I changed it during the episode just because I felt like it was necessary. Mm-hmm. Is an ode to Jameis Winston. Yes. Uh, Jameis... I've been following Jameis since Florida state. Um, uh, he is and has been, uh, the, basically my quarterback for six, seven, eight years. If you include Florida state, he's had some off field issues. He has, he's not the the brightest guy outside of football, but in recent years, he has been nothing but the, the most gracious, awesome, Football player, teammate, and community uh, quarterback. He hosts infinite amount of uh, things in in the Tampa Bay area for kids and for homeless. And he's always out doing something. He's. I know it sounds cliche, but he was always the first in the locker room and last to leave. Like hands down, every Bucs player said that. As soon as he, as soon as they signed Tom Brady, Bucs players, out of respect, you'll see. A bunch didn't post on social media saying how happy and excited they were mm-hmm. when they obviously could, because right. they respected Jameis so much, and they they want him to to be successful. Right, um, he grew a lot in his time with the Tempe Buccaneers. He started off as a kid. Now he's still throwing thirty interceptions, but he's threw threw thirty touchdowns last year. He was the second lead, uh, second touchdown leader, second in total yards. Um, first or second in total offense. So he's a good football player who will play somewhere. Just didn't work out for the Bucks. So thank you to Jameis. There are no hard feelings. I wish it would have worked out. I think he Jameis has kind of got a raw deal. Uh, I know there's some other stuff off-field that yep. you can attribute to him or not. But from what I saw as a Bucks fan, through, of course, Buccaneers' lens, through, through a Buccaneers' lens, he was nothing but the the best teammate, the best quarterback, and the best uh, uh, leader in the community that he could have been. So I, I appreciate Jameis giving his heart to Tampa Bay, and I wish him and his family the best wherever they land.
0: There you go, an ode to Jameis. I, I hope Jameis lands somewhere. Jameis. I hope he lands somewhere and plays next year. Uh, Patriots start, number. <laughs> the, the, there were some. The reports are that that's not going to happen, and mainly because of the ball security. I think. Um, but uh, the number of starting jobs is dwindling So I, I really do hope that someone uh, Gives Jameis at least the chance to compete For a starting job um, I would love to see him go to the Dolphins or something Compete with Brian Fitzpatrick again um, Yeah So but uh, so we'll see But an ode to Jameis who I think uh, I like Jameis a lot Just, uh, He's had, like you said, gotten kind of a raw deal And uh, has never been able to put it all together So, yeah. so that's it For episode number 147 um, We hope you guys all Continue to stay safe in quarantine and keep yourself entertained and sane. Uh, And that's it. So we'll see you guys next time on episode 148.
1: Buy toilet paper low, sell high. Later days.